0: Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast. It's February 21, 2021. So it's two twenty one, twenty one. Whoa, bro. <laughs> you ever think about how time works in on itself? <laughs> never was a doser. Took mushrooms a few times. Just kind of felt drunk. Never got my third eye really opened up. And then I've never taken acid in my life. Because when I was 15, I saw a kid have allegedly, or apparently it was told to me, he had a acid-induced flashback that triggered uh, an epileptic fit in front of my 15-year-old eyes. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. (laughs) I don't need to be involved with any of that. So I never had my third eye opened. Two twenty one twenty one. Okay. Well, that was not I'll sometime I'll talk about where I saw that kid have a epileptic seizure. Fit. Fit sounds a little <laughs> He had uh, he had the seizure. He had epilepsy, epileptic seizure, brought on by an acid flashback, I was told. No thank you. Not for me, but I'll tell you one time I'll get into the story about how I was absconded. I went on one of those outward wilderness, not Outward Bound. The program I was in apparently makes Outward Bound look like a picnic. But it was one of those tough love programs where they send you into the middle of fucking nowhere and you just walk around for like a month and then you kind of are starved of your interaction with the world, so the idea is you come back and you appreciate everything you have. <laughs> Didn't work on me, and actually the program I went to, I think later got discontinued when there were uh, a couple deaths associated with it. I don't, I don't want to talk about it right now because it would probably be very uh, emotionally, because I'm in a good I'm a good mood guy. But if you want to look it up, it was called the School of Urban and Wilderness Survival. S-U-W-S. And I went to the one in Boise, Idaho. And I know there's one maybe in the Carolinas now. uh, That I've looked at the website and it suggests like you're staying in tents and condos and shit like that. Mine was not like that. Mine was you slept under a piece of plastic that you dragged around the Idaho desert for a month. It was brutal. And um, by the way, if you have a kid who keeps running away from home, why do you send him and prepare him to be more? You, I, The trip prepared me to be an elite runaway. <laughs> it prepared me to be even more self sufficient than I was, and also learn to trust no one and that everyone in authority and institution is an enemy of mine. (laughs) I was texting with my brother the other day, who uh, is aware of my childlike uh, reaction to authority. And I said, Hey, dude, you know, just FYI, maybe this fucking trip (laughs) trip I took when I was fifteen, I had something to do with it, and he was like, "Yeah, totally, uh one of my buddies went on it, and he's forever damaged, so good times, and also, you know what there is a if you I don't know if anybody is I gotta pause this and take this jacket off, okay, I was gonna say, I don't know if anyone who listens to this ever was forced or sent to one of those camps or camps, one of those situations where they whatever i'm describing. They're tough love you bunch of pricks, addicts, runaways, delinquents, criminals. They send you away. I guess it's for people who can afford to spend whatever grand it is to send their kids to this thing because they need help. They're 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 at their, they have they don't know where else to turn. But if you went to one of those programs and I got in a lot of trouble as a kid and I ju- but I like ju- just missed going to juvie. Like I've been l- I've been locked I've been down several I've been locked up several times but I never went to juvie. So I was like I was like held but I never was in juvie for months at a time or weeks at a time. But if you were if you were uh, ever sent to one of these fucking programs There is now a book out about it. And even if you didn't, you might find it interesting because it's quite a shit show what what happens. And I don't don't want to get into it right now. I'm sorry if I whetted your appetite to hear more about this pretty emotionally, psychologically, borderline, physically abusive program that well-meaning parents, I suppose, at their wits end, send their fucking kids to. But if you're interested in it, there is a book called, I think it's called Troubled. I know you can spell. Troubled. Troubled. And it's written by, I think he's a New York Times reporter or contributor who also went to one of these programs. And I don't think he liked it all that much either. And I actually sent uh, sent him a note. I sent him a couple. We've exchanged a couple messages about Uh, I told him in quotation marks I said I attended (laughs) the one in Boise Idaho and when I was 15 and he was like I'm sorry dude yeah it's fucking brutal and uh, anyway I still need to buy the book and I need to leave him a nice Amazon review because he's I'm sure very busy and he was kind enough to exchange a few messages with me but if you want to hear about read about those programs they still exist apparently apparently they're good money-making operations that have very little evidence behind them to support their effectiveness and as a uh, as a as a survivor as somebody who went through it if you're a parent and your kid is losing their shit what you don't want is to kidnap them or trick them into going because that, that is the fucking straw that breaks the trust back. Uh, and I know I'm a parent. I'm going to be at my wits end with my daughter. But if you fucking try to trick your kid, dude, it's over. It's I'm, I'm, I'm saying from a personal standpoint. <laughs> Believe me. I know. So anyway, I'll talk about that some other time. What I was going to really wanted to get to today is I have some very exciting news. This morning my wife said to me, I think we should do it today. Because I think I'm going to start my period soon. Isn't that exciting? She thinks we should do it because she thinks she's going to start her period soon. And I was like, well, that is so exciting to know that you still get your period. No, it's so exciting because now I have something to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> I think we should. That gives you a window into marital marital bliss. I think we should. Sh- we should. With all the enthusiasm of someone who feels like they, you know, eat at McDonald's seven days a week, but should mix in a few more vegetables or like she's trying to get something done. Like I think we should do it. I mean because I'm going to And you remember the old the good old days? What period? That doesn't mean anything to us. We're young. <laughs> We're gross. <laughs> We're young and gross. It's period sex. Come on. Not my wife of course. She's she's a, a lady through and through and chaste and if you're intrap- yeah, anyway the very exciting we should we should we should quit smoking too. <laughs> we should save that's how you say we should. It's when you feel you, you kind of know the right thing to do, but also you're not that enthusiastic about it. we should we should save more money, but we like fucking blowing it on hookers and coke. Right? We should study for that test, but that's going to suck. <laughs> it's not going to be as fun as the other thing. Which, in this case, the other thing is anything but having sex with me. That's what we should. <laughs> we should do it. It. But you know what? We've done it a lot. And we've been together for like close to 20 years, I think. we've had it, we, we, We've done a lot. Whatever. We're now entering a phase <laughs> of our relationship where we should do it. That I that, 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 that really ran out of steam on that because I realize now how fucking bleak it is. It's like maybe we are down to how many more times will we do it before we die? Fifteen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I just sound like an old man who's still got a little fire under the hood. Or, you know what, is married to a, 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 real, a real tiger cat who <laughs> feels like we should do it when the baby is trying to take a nap, we'll find a quick little window, or maybe after the baby goes to bed. <laughs> I don't know. We should do. It. I, I, yeah, I thought there was going to be a lot there, and it's just kind of sadness in the end. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see how it. We'll see if we. Uh... Also, men, boys, y- you know this probably. I've just learned it. I know so much about women. <laughs> look, as somebody would say, look. When you tell someone look, you're saying, I need to educate you on this because I have more knowledge. If I know anything about women, it's because I've been with one for so long. So I have all sorts of inside information that I'm not going to that would make me fucking great, um, you know, at a cougars bar, even though I get cougars looking for younger men. But if there was like a 46 year old single woman, you can't imagine the game I would have, (laughs) which is I know it's the saddest game, but still. I just have so much just that I've learned about women through osmosis, not through any good work or effort or being a good person, just through osmosis. You know, like like I've shared tips for, for men on this program, like get the back of your neck cleaned up. Just do it. It's a It's a quick fix. It'll make you feel better. It'll make you feel like you're taking care of yourself. Uh, It's been my experience that women are grossed out. Not just my wife, but other wives are grossed out when you have that fur back there. So get it tightened up. You can go to have your roommate do it with clippers. I'm not gay. I didn't say that. You homophobe. Can't have my roommate. You can. I once was at the beach with my dear friend who I've mentioned on this podcast before. My friend who has been loyal to me, I can't remember the context in which I was talking about him. He, I can't remember what we were talking about, why I was, I brought him up, but he's been a dear friend of mine. Oh, and he would occasionally snitch on me like, oh yeah, I saw him in Mexico last night. Hope all's well, you know, that guy. But he, super nice guy, loyal, honest, good, supportive, unjudgmental friend. Uh, But one time we were at the beach when we were teenagers and I have fair skin, (laughs) I'm an Irishman, shout out to my ancestors like, you know what, this climate here in Ireland works just fine for our pigment, it'll work well in Boston, it'll work well in New York, it works really well in Chicago, Uh, why don't you fucking idiots take it to Southern California? That way we'll be assured that I just call my ancestors fucking idiots. Yes. I didn't mean to, Papa and Papa's predecessors. I didn't mean to. I'm not saying you're idiots, but like the Irish complexion is great in Ireland and in climates like Ireland, like the miserable climes of Boston and Chicago. But Southern California, it is not. Of course, now I understand we're all going to be uh, ping-ponging back and forth between, like, living in the Sahara and also living in the North Pole. Anyway, the point is, my Irish skin was sitting on the beach in San Diego with my friend Mike, and I said, Hey, do do you mind putting sunscreen on, some sunscreen on my back? Which does sound pretty gay. <laughs> hey, would you lather me up, please? Which, I need it, okay? And I'm sure, I'm confident I was a homophobic teenager. Or homo whatever, I'm not gay. Uh, but wasn't like, oh no, I'm asking him if I can blow him. It wasn't like that. I just said, can you put some sunscreen on my back? Because as you know, I can. you can do your arms, chest, face, everything in front. And Mike's... Comfort with his own sexuality, I think, was reflected in the fact that when he put it on, it was as if he were spiking a volleyball into my back. It was as he, 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 he put the lotion on his hand and then it was like he was, he crept up on a fly and smacked it as quickly and hardly as he could. I think I suffered internal injuries the, the, the damage caused to my skin in bruising from Mike hitting the sunscreen onto me so hard <laughs> because he was afraid of somebody like us looking at us and going, look at those fags, which is how we talked back then, how we talk when you're 14 or 15. It's the first time I've used that word, by the way. Easily 20 years. But I think it was true to the moment. I I realize it's not au courant and it's not a word I use. But just explaining the fucking... That's what would have happened is two guys like us would have said that watching that happen. And Mike, the damage he caused to my back was greater than any skin cancer would have been. But nobody is going to judge you and your roommate for shaving each other's necks. Or like I said before, go to the barbershop, shop <clears throat> excuse me, offer give say hey, would you mind cleaning up my neck for five bucks? And it takes thirty seconds. Boom, 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 you're on your way. So I thought that was a reasonable piece of advice. I remember when I learned that tip, and it was a woman that told me that. She's like, I couldn't help but notice when you were down there. And I said, Well, if you think my neck is hairy, you should I don't know who told me that, but it was conveyed to me and it was a good tip. Similarly, boys, the other tip I was going to make going back to uh my wife anticipating her uh aunt her her visitor, what her period. <laughs> I'm violating the rule right now. The rule is this, men, boys. Uh a man should never fuck me with this fan. Alright, fan is off and it only was running for two minutes because I have a, a heating unit in my basement which is probably from the 50s. So when it is on the verge of exploding apparently a fan, <laughs> which I can see the little metal blade still spinning around, the fan kicks on and it says like we are going to light your house on fire. Anyway, two minute delay. What I was trying to say, and I don't speak in a lot of absolutes about you should never, but I think this one holds up. Women, please feel free to chime in. i have It's my understanding that you should never, men should never remark about a woman's cycle informing her behavior. <laughs> you should never observe, huh, that's interesting. Is it because you are on, or, oh, I bet you're getting your, or it's been a while since, I mean, unless, of course, it's like, hey, you haven't had your fucking period, and we're going to be parents now. Like, that is different. But it's been my understanding, and my wife and I remember, years ago, read an interview with an actress whose name I could not tell you. But if I had to guess, I'd say Debbie Mazar. Who I, I don't even, that's the heating unit, like, about to explode. Or or calming down after it uh, popped, like Brett Michaels. Man, i tell you what, she was so hot, I was about to pop. <laughs> I was talking to a guy the other day who told me his temper was so bad, he goes, man, when I go, I go. All right, dude, that's how my toddler responds as well. I'm not sure who Debbie Mazar is, and I don't even know if that's how you say her name. But in my head, there's one B, and it's M-A, it's like D-E-B-I-M-A-Z-A-R. And my gut keeps telling me she was in the Goodfellas. And I don't know if it's true and if it was her or not. And Debbie, if you're listening, please let me know. You can write to the podcast at yesjoesmith at gmail.com. But she said something similar to that, like a a man should never comment on where a woman is in her uh, menstrual cycle. And my wife said that's totally true. And I learned that maybe, maybe, maybe you guys are into period play and that's your thing. I'm not saying it from I'm trying to look out for the boys here, the younger men, particularly who don't have all the the inside information yet. Dude, nothing good is going to come of it. Now, later on in your careers, like me, you, you learn to judo it. You know? and, and I'll be like, when my wife comes and says, ah, I finally got my period, I can say, I can look at her and nod with like a kind of an asshole grin like, <laughs> like I had a feeling it might be. <laughs> I had a feeling it might be on the way. <laughs> Uh, and she'll so be like, Why? Was it dramatic? Like, no, 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 no. It was oh I just But we have a nice relationship where I can give her shit about that and uh and and violate Debbie Mazar's rule of never I just I gave you a piece of advice and then I told you how I don't adhere to it. But I don't do it in the moment. It's when she comes and says, like, Oh my god, I finally got my thank goodness. And I can look and be like, Yeah I <laughs> I I or I'll joke and I'll look at my watch, like Oh, yeah, you know, because I thought, you know, like seven days ago, there was a, a a communication where I was like, it feels like one of us is either in a dream or underwater. I cannot fathom what is going on in this fucking conversation. <laughs> and then a week later, I'm like, aha, ha. Anyway, women, feel free to chime in. But I I've. Been led to believe there's nothing good is going to come of of broaching that topic. These dogs. This neighbor who listens to the podcast, we uh, helped him get a dog. Have I mentioned that? The neighbor who listens to the podcast lives next door to me. And uh, that's it right, because I told you about how his, <laughs> his wife one time had all those guys in her backyard. I'm taking the kids camping and my wife's going to be entertaining some people in her backyard but we facilitate we knew a person who goes to south georgia and hunts and does stuff and they always find they always find dogs down there that have been abandoned by hunters because the dogs you know don't want to fucking hunt and the guys are like well fuck you and they just leave them by the side of the road apparently is what i've been told so you see these beautiful, like really nice looking, like we have a bloodhound that we rescued, but these beautiful, um, bloodhound dogs, coon hounds, I think they're called, uh, all, all sorts of Labrador retrievers. Really? You would think like top flight dogs that just get chucked and left. And I didn't know about this before I lived in the South, but throughout Georgia and Tennessee, and I'm sure in parts elsewhere, uh, they just leave these dogs because the dogs don't have it in them to hunt or do whatever you're supposed to do i don't fucking know okay i don't know anything about hunting is i don't know what the dog's supposed to do but they don't do it so they abandon the dogs and my buddy who does hunt he found this dog and sent he's like you guys are idiots you've adopted several dogs you want this one too and I was like, "Ah, oh, man, it's a good-looking, good-looking dog," but we just we have a two-year-old now, dude. Anyway, I framed it up for framed. There's my southern. I'm talking like a southerner now, adding the unnecessary preposition. I framed it up. We coached him up. We're gonna grill out. We're gonna rise up. <laughs> No, you're not. You're gonna blow a lead in a Super Bowl, and you'll never be the same. But anyway, the neighbor next door. I said, "Hey, there's a, a neighbor listens to the podcast and lives next door." I said, "There's a dog." Oh, just FYI, in the in the in the availability column, and he's like, "Yeah, sure." And they took the dog, which is great and nice, and the dog is a sweetheart. But now. There's another dog next door. So our dogs and that dog, they love to play and yell at each other. And it's just created a – and then there's a third dog down the – it's created a fucking boring tangent to this podcast is what it has. A boring and irritating one. But that's what I keep hearing is these dogs racing back and forth. And I think this is actually a third dog down at the fun people's house. Uh, who starts shit with all of them and gets them all fired up. So it's like a game of annoying canine telephone, except (laughs) you have to listen to it because it's frustrating me. Like I've talked about listening to someone complain about being on a flight while they're on a flight or sitting in traffic. The neighbor also uh, who listens to podcasts and lives next door I put him down. I asked if I could put him down as one of the emergency contacts. I I mentioned my my daughter, my big girl, is starting, quote-unquote, school tomorrow, three days a week. She's going to be with the other kids, finger-painting and having snacks and running around and learning about letters. And we needed to have emergency contacts, so we have three contacts, and... Neighbor who listens to podcast next door is one of them. (laughs) But just to fuck with him, uh, on the description, you know, you have to put the person's name and their address, phone number. Uh, For two of the other contacts, it says, you know, what is your relation? And for each of those, I put friend. (laughs) But for the guy who lives next door and listens to the podcast, I wrote relation, neighbor. (laughs) Oh, boys are such pricks. And of course, I took a photo of it and sent it to him. And he had a really good comeback, i got to be honest with you. Because apparently the photo included the little section where it said, does the child have any disabilities that the school needs to be aware of? And he said, you should have put you as a father. (laughs) Which is, I thought, pretty good. So hats off to him. Hats off to Debbie Mazar, boys. I just don't think there's any utility in in mentioning that. That's all I have on that. So if you want more inside information from a male, maybe that's why women listen to this because they're like, he has learned so much about women and uh, still doesn't understand us as a, as a what species or as a order of women. I don't know. A woman did send me a text message saying she listened to the podcast and she loved how I shat on Texas last time, which, again, I'm not shitting on the people who are freezing and have been screwed over by the lack of leadership in that state. I'm just saying, fuck you, Texas, right? Because that's practically the Texas state motto is fuck you. So. You need a bunch of help, not people on the ground, but the state and we need to pull together. It's like, fuck you. (laughs) I'm going to Cancun with Ted Cruz. (laughs) Your boy. So to be clear, what is happening there is a shit show, uh, to say the least. And uh, I feel for the people. But again, I read some... Texas, like, quote, which I get it, dude. I get the fuck you. We're the most self reliant people in the world. We still believe in fossil fuels and coal and natural gas and all. And uh, we are personally fucking blowtorching the planet and also causing all this uh, weather devastation occurring in our state. But you know what? Fuck you, guys. Like, I respect that i honestly do i read a quote that said from some texas political strategist who said texas would rather freeze for another week than accept any help from the federal government you got it <laughs> go fuck yourselves you more go to cancun with Ted Cruz, who it's not a bad idea I would want to get the fuck out of there, too. Not a good look if you're a senator, but in Texas, be like, you know, it didn't happen. It's fake. Nothing's real anymore. This alternate. All right. Who gives a shit? But thank you for the thank you for the support and the feedback about the about the podcast. I I don't know what to say about Ted Cruz, but I did learn that his wife Lo and behold, so the senator who was leaving to go to Mexico and just the saddest lie of all time to explain why he was doing that. Here's what, here's why Ted Cruz is such a fucking gangster. Because the people who support Ted Cruz, they are ride or die. They're, we're Texas. We don't give a shit about what anybody... You're not going to tell us what to do with our own senator. He can go to fucking Cancun and nobody who supports him will care. I wish I had that freedom. I wish I had that, as I've said before, that not give a fuck. Also, if you look very closely at a profile of Ted Cruz, you you might be able to slot me in perfectly to it. My hair in the back because I haven't been in the salon in a couple months. It's getting a nice bag in the back. It's just, I'm getting a a pooch in the front. If you took a profile of Ted Cruz and and a profile of me, I think they're indistinct at this moment. But I have an excuse. Do I? (laughs) I'm lazy, Ted. You're just, you're inattentive. I have an injury and I have COVID. That's, that's all really my, my, my excuse is. He has no excuse. He's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want, and I still choose to look like this. That's, that's a free man right there. That's a free man. Anyway, I learned his wife, you've heard me shit about this company, shit on this company a few times over the years, works for Goldman Sachs. She's a managing director for Gold, of Goldman Sachs, for Goldman Sachs. And I, I, you know, say what you will about Goldman Sachs. And she was the one driving the trip. Come on, we're going to Cancun. Let's get the fuck out of here. Do you think Goldman said, do you think Ted Cruz and his wife would refuse a vaccination if they were offered it and they believed in science? I don't think so. I don't think they'd wait their turn, as as my fucking ridiculous upbringing or world view would lead me to seriously consider. And I get the sketchy thing is, well, you shouldn't live your life according to Goldman Sachs and Ted Cruz. You should do it according to yourself. If right, unless you're you're Goldman Sachs Ted Cruz. But that is the rub, right? The rub is, here's the game, here's the environment, and you have to efficiently navigate it. Then, and, and, and then there's also the, well, you have to live your way and maybe try to change the game. And not become cynical in your ability to not be able to change the game because Goldman Sachs controls the game. Also, Goldman Sachs, the spokesperson for Goldman Sachs, was a former Clinton White House press secretary. So there's a Democrat. Democrats can work and make a shitload of money too at banks. (laughs) And I couldn't tell you his name, but his wife is a, they're both PR people. He does PR for Goldman Sachs and his wife does PR for Blackstone. Just Google that when you have some fucking part of your life to waste. But the guy, the guy at Blackstone was like, you know, or not Blackstone, the guy who is the PR person for Goldman was asked about, you know, his wife and Ted Cruz. And he's like, she's a valuable member of our team. And we're not, we don't judge people based on uh, what their spouses do, which is good because Otherwise, my wife's boss would be playing this nonsense that I talk about every fourth day or whatever it is. Ted Cruz and his wife, uh, they, they made it much easier for me to get a fucking vaccine, which I'm going to do. And you know what? I'm going to do it just like everything else happens in this country to people who don't, quote, deserve it. The same exact mechanism was at play. A rich pe- person did me a favor. That's 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 the game, right? A rich person did me a favor, and I. They said to me, "This is all that happened. What's your email address?" And I sent my email address, and over the weekend, I got a an uh, an email saying, uh, "Welcome, you, your appointment." You're now ready to make an appointment. Here, congratulations, here is the vaccine, Georgia, etc. You are now uh, free to choose your vaccine appointment. And um, I did. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm getting it on Wednesday, which will be the day after this podcast comes out. I'm going to... Dry, apparently it's a drive-through setup down near the airport, the Delta Airlines Museum. I'm gonna get a shot before somebody else who needs it more. And once I do that, I'm gonna care. I, I care less about this. Is not good. I don't like this uh, moral erosion. You know, you can people say, well. Dude, they want everybody to get vaccinated. I know, but I am not supposed to be getting it right now. But I'm going to. You know what's interesting is the seven people that I've mentioned this to. Maybe this tells you about, in in case I haven't made this clear. It's caused, caused my wife and me some like, some sad old fashioned, this isn't right. We should not be getting this. Did the people who fucking ran into, ran into, smash their way into the U.S. Capitol because the Easter is not real? Did they fucking think about this? No. Does that make me better than them? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, does Goldman Sachs? No. Does fucking any politician think about this shit? No. Of course. Does Joe Biden's press secretary who told that woman he would destroy her and set a bunch of prof, Does he fucking... No. No, my wife and I are rubes from a different century. And we're just like, well, I, you know, we're not tier one people. We're tier three people. So we had this squeamishness about getting access to the vaccine. Because it's not our turn. (laughs) What a fucking insane concept that is that we live with that in our heads. It's not our turn. Would the guy who fucking runs Blackwater, Eric Prince, say it's not his turn? No. Would Birdman say it's not my turn? No, you just fucking go. And that's what I'm gonna do. And anything that I try to say to rationalize it. And like I said, I've told seven people or so and they're like, dude, fucking get the vaccine. Who cares? I know. But anything I say like, oh, my gosh, can you believe how many people aren't getting the vaccine? There's I read the other day, there's an estimate that like half of the people who will have access to the vaccine will not get it, which will means that it goes on forever and ever. That one third of the military doesn't want to get it or is refusing to get it, all of which is their right? But if I say, look, dude, all these people don't want to get vaccines. And if I get, you know, so if i I'm, I'm i want to get it and if i sit here and say like so i might as well get it it's just a justification it's not right this is this is by definition dissonance i'm going to behave in a manner that is inconsistent with my belief and once i do that i'm not going to give a shit about it but i'm on the i'm on the front side of it So I guess what I'm telling you is I am corruptible. (laughs) So send money, send nudes, whatever you have to do. I am, uh, I am, I am not. And that, you know what though? That makes me like everybody fucking else. I hope, I hope. Except, you know, maybe this is why I'm so frustrated by it. Except by the, like I said, when I was talking about applying to work at the CIA why do you want to work at the CIA because I want to fulfill I I want to fulfill the bullshit lie that we tell the world well that has gotten to a really sad space but, but I, I, there's somebody out there who is like no I, I, I'm going to not get I'm going to do the right thing I'm not going to look out for me first I don't know it's not a, it's not a, I just want to, I just want to watch Southern Charm. I don't want to watch Southern Charm. I'm fucking sick of those people. But I'm getting the vaccine and uh, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm, I'm less and less wrapped around the axle about it being the wrong thing to do. And, be, and it's not exclusively because of Ted Cruz and his wife. Let's go to Cancun. Why? If you go to any fucking place, Ted, why Cancun? I've never been. Because it's fucking warm, dude. (laughs) Texas is freezing. I'm going to get the vaccine. And I hope you get the vaccine, too. And I'll hopefully be able to... I won't have autism when I come back. Hopefully I will be able to... um, talk about it now i'm i'm, I'm not I, I just from a tonal perspective i am now like the comic who's wandering around stage trying to figure out a way to get off stage with a big pop <laughs> a big laugh a lot of comics are smart are smart in that they have like a quick one-liner when things aren't going perfectly or they want to just end with that uh, nothing's coming to mind other than let's see uh, on Southern Charm, this fucking ridiculous show. They uh, apparently woke up to the world outside them and injected a few people of color onto the show, a black woman and then a woman, I think, of Persian descent, Iranian, Persian. Again, I, I know there's there's beef over there that, does, that doesn't involve me and I'm going to stay in my lane. But they were... Uh, they've added a new... Sort of like, oh, there is a world happening outside of Charleston. And uh, they were showing the other night on Southern Charm them tearing down Confederate statues. Someone, some neighbor the other night said that her... uh, Her folks were very, very prominent in a small town and I was like in a small town in the south when she was growing up. And I was like, like like are we tearing down statues of them prominent? Anyway, I was watching them tear down this statue and I just had the thought like of course it's progress, right? But I felt just a little bit for the fucking people who put the statue up in the first place. Because it wasn't the asshole racist segregationist white power, Jim Crow, antebellum slavery dude who built that fucking statue. It was probably the people he was suppressing, right? And I'm, I'm not saying the forced labor, that the descendants of forced labor that were fucking uh, made. To, I don't know who built the statue, so that's why I'm not saying forced labor, slave. Nobody was like, fuck yeah, we're going to go build a statue of this asshole. Nobody, that's the key, nobody who has ever built a statue for someone has been hyped while they're doing it. Like, boy, I'm fucking glad. Regardless of how much you're being compensated or forced or horrifically beaten into doing it, nobody's like, this is tight. This guy, you know, this guy is fucking worth it. But also, you put a lot of fucking blood sweat and tears into that and to see somebody tear it down has got to be like kind of frustrating like i mean yeah the guy's an asshole and i didn't like it when i was building it but fucking thing looks pretty good when it's up there yes by all means it should come down but i worked on that fucking thing nine hours a day 12 hours a day for nine 16 years you're just gonna tear it down i feel i feel for the statue builders. The right thing to do, tear it down. But if you work an office job, let's say you work for a company that makes the world a worse place. Let's say you work for Goldman Sachs or the U.S. government. (laughs) And you put together a PowerPoint deck and you sweat and you grind and it's all you think about for seven days and you work late and you snap at your family because you're fucking grinding so hard on this powerpoint deck and then some fucking kid comes along and is like you can't use that color anymore and you put like, the whole fucking deck what about all this you're like no we're taking it down you'd be frustrated too thanks for listening i'll talk to you next time